Uh, welcome into the Friday edition, the football Friday edition of the Locked on Longhorns podcast. You can follow our Twitter account, Locked on Longhorns, L-O underscore Longhorns. You can follow me at Pat Sports Guy. You can follow Cammie at Cammie and G. Today we are bringing in our third member of Longhorns Wire. Griffin McVeigh is going to be on the show with us today. But first I want to remind you to please subscribe to the show. Give us a rating. It helps other Longhorn fans get into the conversation so without further ado, let's do a football Friday. Cammy, how excited are you that it's Friday and we're talking more football today? I'm very excited it's Friday, but I'm kind of losing track of what day it is with this whole quarantine situation going on. So it doesn't feel like a typical Friday. It but doesn't. At least we had some news to focus on this week. There's a ton of NFL free agency news. Um, other than, of course, all the virus news. But Colt McCoy finally agreed to terms with um, a team and that's going to keep him in the NFC East. He's going to the New York Giants. It's actually just a one-year deal for $2.25 million, uh, with $1.5 million guaranteed, although he can make up to uh, $3 million throughout that year. So he's going to be backing up uh, franchise quarterback Daniel Jones up in New York now. And then also former safety Adrian Phillips agreed to a two-year deal with the New England Patriots. Uh, he was a 2018 Pro Bowl selection. He'll actually bolster the Patriots secondary after they traded safety uh, Duran Harmon to the Detroit Lions on Wednesday. So I thought I was, that was a great move for them. Uh, but what do you all think about these? Uh, well, you know, it's kind of like what we talked about, right? Colt McCoy going into be a backup in a situation with a young quarterback. So I think that that's kind of, par for the course. Uh, Griffin, what do you think about Colt going to the Giants? Um, I think when I mean, you hit it on the head, he's just going to be a veteran guy for Daniel Jones, uh, losing Eli Manning. The quarterback room there lost some experience, so now Colt can bring it in, uh, even though he doesn't have the same pedigree or wins that Eli Manning has. He can still help out uh, Daniel Jones and teaching him the ropes. Yeah, I think you're pretty dead on there. I think that's the best thing for him is to do that. And I'm just going to say, what a shock. New England Patriots go ahead and bolster that secondary. Adrian Phillips to New England. Uh, I mean, you know, Belichick, he does this every single offseason. He just finds ways to just fill holes. And he gets the 2018 All-Pro safety in Adrian Phillips, which, you know, he – probably could have gone anywhere, you know, with his play. I thought maybe he might stick around in, in L.A. for another season. But, you know, good on them to, you know, upgrade that defense right now. Yeah, I'm actually curious to see how he does. I mean, obviously he's a versatile defensive back and he plays on special teams as well. But um, I'm curious to see how he does in a new home because he's been with the Chargers since 2014 when he was an undrafted free agent out of Texas. So this is his first move. So interesting to see how that works out for him. So that puts three Texas Longhorns signing new deals this week. Still interested to see where Sam Ocho might go. He's He was last in Tampa Bay, um, you know, so we'll see where he ends up. But I got a question here for you. And I'm going to ask both of you, Cami. I know you're not the big on it, but how much would you pay right now for EA Sports to drop the NCAA football game? Uh, yeah, you're right. I don't play too much video games or anything like that, but I'm guessing people are going to pay a lot of money to keep occupied in a game like that over the quarantine. But I, I'm going to guess like if I were to buy that for someone 
who really wants to play it during this time, I would maybe guess around the $65 range. But obviously your question's blowing up on Twitter and people are offering way more. But Griffin, what would you pay if you wanted to play that that uh, bad right now? I saw someone suggesting they pay upwards of 300. I don't know if I would, I don't think I would pay that personally, but I mean, I would pay a hefty price for a brand new game. It's the best game EA has probably ever released. And Desperate times call for desperate measures. <laughs> well, Matt Miller of Bleacher Report said he would pay five grand. No kidding. Uh, some other responses I've got. Uh, somebody said, "Well, I don't need both kidneys." So <laughs> it sounds like people are really want to play some video games right now, especially football related. You know, most people are upset with Madden over the last few years, calling it trash and all this so but i always felt like the ncaa football game was su- was a superior product and maybe because you know people just love the dynasty mode or you know the road Uh-oh. to the heisman where you create your player and start out as a freshman and and try to work your way into the heisman conversation i just thought it would be a funny question i saw it on twitter this morning so i thought i'd ask it and you're right it's blowing up uh last i saw emmanuel Acho retweeted it and then that tweet just took off so but coming up next we're gonna get into a question of what is more likely to happen first that's coming up next all right yeah so wanted to get into this question that david allen asked on twitter you can follow him doc underscore allen he's a really good follow for texas related sports and he asked the question which of these do you believe are more likely to happen David Pierce and Mike White win College World Series within the next three seasons, or Sam Ellinger becomes a Heisman finalist, or Shaka Smart reaches the Sweet 16, or Texas women's basketball sweeps Baylor next year. Oh, this is a tough one for me, but I'm going to go with David Pierce and Mike White win the College World Series within the next three seasons, just because they started off to, I mean, softball for sure, a dominant and extremely dominant season, even though it was um, obviously shortened by the virus. But um, they were obviously the number one team in the nation. Uh, Baseball only had three losses. They were just about to enter conference play, so that's a little up in the air. But I love David Pierce as a head coach and the fact that he's offering within the next three seasons. I feel like that's the most realistic of the four. Griffin, where would you go? Um, I'm, I'm torn between uh, Ellinger or Shaka Smart, but I think I would take Shaka Smart in the Sweet 16 just because of the, the returning talent that's coming back next year. It seems like most of everybody – uh, is going to be back next year, so you're going to have your Andrew Jones hopefully back to what he was his freshman year. You're going to have Courtney Ramey and Matt Coleman, and then there's always the possibility of bringing in five-star Greg Brown. So if Texas can if they can uh, improve and maybe get a good seating in the NCAA tournament, winning two games is not something Shaka is unfamiliar with. Yeah, I would – I would like to agree with you there. I just honestly, I think women sweeping Baylor is more likely to happen than Shaka Smart getting into the Sweet 16. I don't believe in Shaka Smart. Ooh, we have way different opinions as well because those are my bottom two. 
because I'm I'm just going to tell you right now, if I'm going to pick one, I'm going to take Sam Ellinger to be a Heisman finalist. I just right. think I think that if he comes out this next season and you need two, I think you need two to three signature moments to really be in the conversation. So I would take if he beats Oklahoma, that's signature moment number one. Or number two, I should say, because signature moment number one is likely going to come against LSU. They got a revamped defense. We're going to see how how good they are, despite losing so much talent in the NFL draft. And then I think you just have to add in another game somewhere. You know, have yeah, a And I think what helps also with the Ellinger case is that heading into the senior season in 2020, he's already in the odds, probably a top five to be a Heisman finalist. So I think he's already kind of sitting up there. He would have to underwhelm maybe to not be a Heisman finalist this season. Okay, so if you had to rank all four, one through four, where do you have them? I'll go, um, like I mentioned, David Pierce and Mike White winning the College World Series within the next three seasons. I'll go Sam Ellinger, Heisman finalist after that. Then I will go Texas women's basketball, and then I'd go Shaka Smart just because I'm unsure of his future and obviously how the last few seasons have gone. So that would be my four. What are yours, Griffin? Well, I'm the only one that seems to believe in Shaka, so uh, I have him at one. Uh, I'll take Ellinger as a Heisman finalist at two. Uh, I think you're right. He needs two, maybe three moments to get there, but it's very possible. And then I will take uh, David Pierce and Mike White to win the College World Series third uh, within three seasons third. And then Baylor, Baylor women's basketball is just so good. It would be tough to see them getting swept. I am going to be contrarian here, and I'm going to go Sam Ellinger, number one. I'm going to go baseball, number two. Women's sweep Baylor, third. And then Shaka, fourth. I'm I the think, only one that has faith in the Shaka. It, you might be the only person in the fan base that has faith in Shaka. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you look at it and you go, well, what Shaka was able to do, what this team was able to do down the stretch after losing everybody, I think he did a good job. But my question, and this is why I'm questioning him, is why did it take losing everybody for you to show up? Exactly. Um, I think I think what it came down to is it became more reliant on the guards. Uh, and I mean, Andrew Jones dominated down the stretch, and the, I feel like Shock has always been a coach who's dominated on elite level guards. And if Jones, uh, Coleman, and Ramey can become that, then it fits in perfectly to what Shaka's system is. Yeah, I think so. I mean, because we both know that what Andrew Jones was coming out of high school i mean he was one of the i think he was top five guard in the country so if he plays to that level i think yeah he can the only thing is they're so inconsistent with their shooting and they're so reliant on the three ball and when the three ball is not hitting this team is as we saw down the stretch if they don't hit the three they're not good and so i think you're right, right about that uh as far as baseball and softball i mean they played LSU close, top 10 team. They beat Arkansas. We saw what the women's softball team could do. I mean, they beat the number one and number two teams in the country on back-to-back nights. And so I think that's why I have so much faith in them. Uh, My faith in Ellinger has a lot to do with the fact this is his fourth year. We've talked about his ascension. 
um, each and every season. Pro Football Focus has put out his grade each year, and he's gotten better. He's the number one rated player going back into the Big 12 next season. You know, it's just a matter of can he put it all together? You know, and I don't even think he has to make it into the college football playoff to be a Heisman finalist. I think he just needs to put Texas in the conversation. Because I think if they're a top six team, top seven, top eight, somewhere around that range, I think that would be enough for him to get into the conversation. If I had, but if I had to say, I don't think he's going to win it because I really believe it's either going to be, you know, Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, but I think he's going to be that third quarterback in the conversation. Yeah, I agree. I think he probably needs to lead Texas to be a top 10 team by the time the season's over. And, I want him to at least win the Big 12. That's kind of where um, I guess what I think he has to at least do is compete and win the Big 12. But I mentioned that about head coach Tom Herman as well. So I think it's going to be an underwhelming season for both a coaching standpoint and Ellinger if they don't win the Big 12. Yeah, and just to touch on that on that last one, as far as the women's concerned, I really feel like people underrate Karen Aston and the job that she does with her recruiting. I mean, she – has shown the ability to beat the number one team in the country, which they beat Stanford. Like I said, she recruits well. Charlie Collier is going to be good. You got Celeste Taylor, another young gun who's good. You know, so I think that and the incoming class looks good as well. So I, I just want to say that I think people underrate how good she is. And I think if there was a team that could beat Baylor, uh, Karen could pull it off. Is it likely? Not really. But, you know, I just feel more confident with her. Then I do Shaka. But coming up next, we're going to get into the top moments of the 2020 season and which football player matches a character from Marvel. All right, so now we're going to dive back into some more Texas Longhorns talk. And, and Griffin, you were putting together a list of the top moments of 2020. So as of right now, what do you have on your top moments? for the Longhorns Athletics? Okay, I have a, uh, throughout all sports, I got uh, landing five-star defensive end Alfred Collins in the late signing period, hiring Mike Yurich and Chris Ash as uh, offensive and defensive coordinators, Texas baseball upsetting number six Arkansas, Texas women's basketball defeating number one Stanford, uh, Shock is smart, and the men's basketball team five-game winning streak. Texas softball beating number one UCLA, number two Washington on back-to-back days, and to round it out, Cam Williams walk-off home run against Boise State, Matt Coleman's game-winning shot against Oklahoma, and perfect game by Miranda Ellish. Hmm, Cammy. <laughs> Where are you ranking the perfect game? Well, I'm looking at this list from a few different angles. So from an excitement standpoint, I think Matt Coleman's game-winning shot against Oklahoma is near the top for me personally. And I think in terms of the most impressive, it's kind of a toss-up for me here between um, both of the Texas softball ones, actually. So Miranda Ellis's perfect game, obviously, that is an incredible feat in itself and very hard to do. But also part of me wants to put the Longhorns defeating the number one and number two teams on the road on back-to-back nights for the first time in program history. Um, that's obviously very hard to do as well. So those are probably my top three. 
I'm going to go with Matt Coleman's shot. And for the simple fact that when they shot that off, they had the, they needed both of those free throws to miss. And the fact that they did it in Norman while the fans are chanting Texas sucks and then they just have to sit there and watch as Matt Coleman races down the floor, heaves up that shot to win the game, I think to me is the most impressive. Don't get me wrong. What Ellis did on the mound, what she did each and every day, it's, it's, it felt like. I mean, she, it was very impressive. You know, I think the hirings of Yersich is would be high up there because I think they needed they needed some new blood. You know, so um, the Alfred Collins signing, and I'm just going to ask you all this. I think because we I think we all sat and watched the signing, but how frustrated were y'all when they went through that whole thing? Like, will you just hurry up and announce who you signed with? Oh yeah, yeah, his, that took it took forever. Yeah, we were all in that group chat freaking out because we were like, <laughs> "What is this? Like a pep rally?" It had everything. It didn't have that video and the whole stands were full. And I think they even had some of the band and cheerleaders in there. And it was just and a whole popped a balloon thing. And yeah. It almost looked like a gender reveal. It, it did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it did. It matched the, the gender reveal. I wasn't like extremely excited about it. I was like, okay, like, can we get to this? So if you had to pick your top three, Griffin, what were your top three moments? Um, I would definitely say Collins just because the defensive line needed a big needs a big overhaul and I think he's going to be the main part of that and then I'll also take the softball team beating UCLA and Washington back to back especially beating UCLA on the road and then technically Washington was a neutral site but getting those two wins back to back something the program had never done being number one and number two team back to back so that was awesome and then I will also take Matt Coleman's game winning shot just because it saved Texas's tournament hopes and there's nothing better than beating OU and watching their fans just crumble uh, yeah I mean we, me and Cammy have said it time and time again it's never a bad day to beat Oklahoma right the Cam Williams walk-off was fun just because they were playing Boise State, who hadn't played baseball in 40 years, and it took them it took them to extra innings to to end that game. But the the home run was great. Uh, the game against Arkansas was great for the simple fact that Zach Zubia hit that monster shot. So I think all in all, I mean it's a good list. I'm hoping that the list in tw- for 2021 is going to be even more impressive. Yeah, um, well, hopefully, hopefully the list in 2020 can grow. We can, I guess, we can add some football moments to it as well. Yeah, it would be good to add some moments. Okay, we're going to switch topics now and have a little fun with Marvel characters. I know, Patrick, you're working on an article comparing a few of the top Marvel characters to current Longhorns on the football team. So kind of overview us what you're working on and um, who you're comparing to who. You know, I was kind of thinking during this social distancing time to have some fun you know, to do a little pop culture. Um, I'm a huge fan of Marvel. I'm a huge fan of the Avengers. I love that. All those movies, I could watch them over and over again. 
And so I thought I would take the original Marvel Avengers and compare them to current Texas Longhorns. So I took Nick Fury. I mean, any guesses on who Nick Fury would be? Uh, Of course, Tom Herman. Tom Herman. That's right. Because, well, and here's my reason why. I mean, obviously because he's the head coach, but it's almost like if you watch the movies, Nick Fury has a plan, but nobody quite understands that plan. And sometimes I feel that way with Tom Herman. I'm like, what's the plan here? What, What are you doing? May not always work, but that's why I looked at him that way. Uh, Captain America is an easy one, right? Sam Ellinger. <laughs> yeah, Sam Ellinger. You're talking about the leader of the team. You know, it's gonna. So, you look at look at him. I think Thor. You know, I kind of think of him like. Um, so Thor is the god of thunder. So when you need somebody to bring the thunder, I think of Caden Stearns, because he can create. You know, he's he's lightning quick. He can create turnovers or he can bring he can bring the wood and and or bring the thunder, as I like to say. And so that's why I went with him there. Um, I'm going to let you all guess this one. What about the Incredible Hulk? You're up on this one, Griffin. Um, going to guess offensive line, Samuel Cosme. Yeah. So you got to bring the muscle, right? So that's why I went with Hulk, Samuel Cosme, Iron Man. So Iron Man is a fan favorite. It's always been between him and Captain America about who people think is the leader or or whatever. So I went with a fan favorite. I went with a receiver. Who are you guessing? Oh God, you went with a receiver. Um Jake Smith. Jake Smith. You're right. It is Jake Smith. Because I, I had to I was I was wanting to put Duvernay, but since Duvernay is now gone. I went with his replacement, and I know fans are love Jake Smith. And then the last one is Hawkeye, and the only person I can think of for Hawkeye, because he's an archer, he's all about hitting his marks. So I went with Cameron Dicker. So were Not there bad. Any, so were there any any arguments there to be made? Do you think that's well, I think if I knew more about Marvel characters and watched more of that type of stuff, I would have more of an input. Uh, but just from the few major ones like Iron Man and Captain America and things like that, I think those are in the Hulk, actually. I think those three were pretty obvious. Yeah, I like the, the Captain America pick. Ellinger's leading the team and, you know, he's kind of kind of guy gets you excited. And Captain America, you think Captain America when you think of that. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Cammy, your assignment before Monday is start watching some Marvel movies. Okay, and remember yours is to watch the My All-American movie from the UT player back in the day. Uh, I will try to work that in. I will try to work that in. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Longhorns podcast. Remember, tell your smart device to play the latest edition of the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. For Cammy and Griffin, we will see you next week. Hook them. You're Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns.